Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England every Tuesday, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, simply reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page over at 959WATD.com. Give me a follow tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. Find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. Tonight, we're being joined on the tiny stage by High T. Guys, how you doing? Hello, John. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Welcome. Who is here tonight? High T is made up of myself on guitar and vocals and Isaac on drum and vocals. Drum and vocals. And we do all original music that we write together and record out in Western Mass. Um, we play all over New England and we're taking... Off to other parts of the U.S. this year. Very, we're very excited about that. We I love that. Before. Fantastic. Yeah, you're about to kick off a West Coast tour. Yes, we are Indeed. with the wonderful musician Heather Maloney, also love her from too. Northampton, Mass. So good. Yeah, and uh, share with us your online information that people want to track you guys down while they're listening tonight. Well, we are High Tea Band pretty much everywhere. Instagram, yes. TikTok, Twitter, technically. T- Twitter, but I don't, but I don't know how to use Twitter, so we don't do that. Yeah, but we're there. Uh, Facebook. You know, all the places, YouTube, um, we don't have a MySpace. I don't know if anybody has a MySpace anymore. Does MySpace still run? <laughs> I do not I know. think it's back, but I'm not sure if like Tom's involved it still. It was gone for a bit and then, yeah. Well, you can't find High T Band on MySpace is the, <laughs> is the overarching message right now. And no, like AOL Instant Messenger? <laughs> no, nah, unfortunately no. not. <laughs> but you can always send a carrier pigeon to us. <laughs> but you do, however, have a new album that came out in February. We yes. do indeed. The Wick and the Flame, we just released it February 10th. It's on all streaming platforms. We have, you know, CDs, if you have CD players still in your car, which we surprisingly do. And we're really excited about this album. It's the first one we recorded in studio in West Springfield, Massachusetts at Ghost Hit Recording with Andrew O'Dell. Amazing person to work with if you're ever looking to record. Absolutely wonderful experience. Fantastic. Well, let's get the night started off with some music. What are we listening to from you guys first? Well, we're going to play a song called Made for Two for you. Um, We've been playing this one live for a while and it is the opening track. I think, or one of the, no, it's not the opening track, it's but not. it's one of the first <laughs> tracks I always think it is. the one we open a lot is. of shows with, so in our brain it's an opening and track. And also, it is the song that the line that the album is named off of comes from. Yes. We say, you are, I'm the wick, you are the flame, at the end of this song. So it's kind of our title track, in a sense. Yeah. I love it. Let's hear it. We have High T live on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. And you got a dime Put them together and we got time Not much money but a whole lot of wine In a cup that's made for two In a cup that's made for two I got the moon, you got the stars Put them together when we're far apart A gentle reminder of a beating heart In a chest that's made for two In a chest that's made for two With you Told how love is something you have to grow Like an old oak tree in the seeds we sow In a pot that's made for two In a pot that's made for two So water me up and call me a vine Give me a mountain that's hard to climb Step by step and hands entwined On a journey meant for two On a journey meant for two With you Meant for two. In the darkness, meant for two. 
in a darkness meant for two, in a darkness meant for two. Hi, T live in studio on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous, introducing you to independent band musicians from across New England. And hi, T. Either um, Isabella or Isaac, talk about that song. How did that one happen? Made for Two was honestly a breeze as songs go. Some take a really long time to kind of uh, nurture. Yeah, you're pulling it out of the earth, really. And this was very much like uh, we sat down and had kind of a a vibe in mind and jammed for a bit and then started writing words. It's one of those songs that kind of feels like nursery rhymes, like you have silly little rhymes throughout that make up a a message. And the message here is just, you know, finding people you love, whether it's romantic or friendships, chosen family, and saying, you know, you're the wick, I'm the flame. Let's light up this darkness together in a sense. Yeah. Amazing. Love that. So I've noticed that every duo seems to have a really cool origin story. How did you both come together? Oh, I feel like ours is going to be lame now. I was going to say, oh no. But this is good since we're near Boston. We met at the Berkeley five-week summer program when we were wee 16-year-olds. It feels like a million years ago now. And we were friends first for a long time, for years, before we decided to play music together. The music part came about as kind of like a a product of the pandemic, in a sense, I'd say. Indeed. We're in each other's bubble, and so we you know, had a bit of a moment of why haven't we done this before? Like we both play music, <laughs> yeah. but we've never played music together. We played one show under a different band name out in Northampton, Mass in like 2017 or 2018. But once the pandemic hit, we were living together. Our other musical endeavors weren't really happening. And we were like, why are we doing this? <laughs> so we decided to record an album all on our own with like one condenser mic and my laptop. And we recorded, I think, a, like a nine or 10 track album called Hell of a Ride. And it was the beginning of the journey that is high yeah. tea. It was a hell of a ride. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I was listening on Spotify to some of your earlier material, mm. probably from that album. Talk about the evolution of your sound. How have you grown to where you are today? Well, I think our our, uh, our first album really showed us how oh difficult it is to uh, live in multiple roles at the same time, uh, switch back and forth between the one making the sound, the one capturing it. Uh, it it's it's a mind numbing process, and uh, past that, when you when you are living with the music so much, at a certain point, you you've added so much that when we started playing live shows, we were like, oh yeah, we can't reproduce this. Well, Logic uh, Pro is great because you can add as many tracks as you want, but then when you get on stage, you're two people with four arms, you know, not each, but between you, you got four arms <laughs> to work with. That's the thing with. that uh, no <laughs> one can see secret. is that each of us has four arms. <laughs> if we did, we would probably still be doing music closer to that first album, but we kind of learned <laughs> that since there was only two of us, we wanted to strip down and be able to record songs that would sound much more similar when played live. And that's kind of how we've gotten to the more folk indie sound that we're at now. I noticed too on your website, there's a quote that I think perfectly describes what you sound like live. And it's uh, an Alice in Wonderland quality. Mm. Like, how, how does that resonate with you? It's a great we will take compliment. you for a trip oh. one way or another. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that was a Boston Globe quote. It was. It was by it was. Uh, Maya Homan, who wrote about our second release, our EP Old Cowboy last year, or I guess two years ago now. I mean, I love that quote. I feel like we go down a lot of different twisting turns, twisting paths with our songs. We like to tell stories. We like to kind of create worlds and magic throughout the songs. And I feel like that might be a good way to kind of encapsulate that. Talk about the origin of the band name. How did High T become who you are? My mom came up with it. I have to give her the credit. Credit where credit is due. <laughs> we spent so long thinking, what do we call ourselves? What Should it be something from a song? Should it be the name of a song? Should we pick a name and then write a song about well, it? And I remember us sitting on the floor with like all these old books. We were like, let's do like I have like a Wiccan dic- dictionary, you know, of like Wicca theology and different stuff. And we were looking through it and trying to come up with names. And we had this idea for our first photo shoot, which was going to be like kind of Alice in Wonderland, Mad Hatter, Tea Party Gone Wrong, a little grunge, a little spooky, but still that kind of like elegance of being in a ball gown holding a chipped teacup. And my mom was like, what about high tea? Because it feels like it's you have an idea of what a high tea is, right? Kind of this regal gathering. But then we're doing kind of dirty folk music and it's almost like turning the concept of it on its head. So let's hear more music. What are we listening to next from you guys? I think the next song we're going to play is a brand new one called Elijah. Um, It is a song that we have played once or twice before. What can I say? It's about generational trauma. We all love that. We all love talking about that. And it's about a boy named Elijah who just needs to get out of the town that he's growing up in. I understand completely. Let's hear it. We have High T live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD.
in this house Sleeping in the same room you've got now His mama's mama sewed those sheets The same sun went down over those same cold evergreens Your daddy raised you with a bike That he learned from a lineage with no love inside He never knew there was a choice How could he give you one? Nah, just teach you their advice Don't try to double, try to double back Try to make it without the pack Try to double, try to double back You'll never make it like that Time running down the same old set of stairs as you If you get it right this time, maybe you won't leave the air. Don't miss the landing, don't let the carpet slow you down. Don't forget where the creaky board is, don't let it sell you out. Tried to double, tried to double back Tried to make it without the pack But you can double, you can double back And you can make it like that Maybe in the night time Running down the same old as him As him oh, If you get it right this time IT live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. How did that song happen? I know you, you explained it briefly into that song, but give us a little more detail. Um, Elijah was, uh, I think Isabella had started with a guitar part mm-hmm. and written a, a, a verse and had this this general concept of, there's this Neils song uh, called The Neils is this Angela. awesome band. Um, so good. Also out of Western Mass. We've got a lot of good music in this yeah. state. <laughs> Western Mass is a great scene. Hey, come out to Western Mass for some shows. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the Neils have this song called uh, Angela that Isabella's loved for a long time and, and showed me and I really loved. And, and yeah. Elijah's almost a... a an answer to it's the... like a bookend they wrote yeah. a song um, the title of which it. is this town is wrong it's about a girl named angela and it's the 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 lead line is angela this town is wrong like they don't know you and they can't define you and our song elijah i almost want to write it like a bookend like angela talking to the other character saying elijah you can get out of here too you don't need to do what they say you don't need to let the weights that your family carries define the way you're going to live your life as well that's great and I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people, especially after, you know, certain 
legislation passed in certain mm. states Absolutely. recently that could uh, yeah. apply to many different people. Yes. 100%. So when did music first become part of your lives? Who wants to take this question first? Um, I'll take that one. I started playing violin when I was four years old, and I use the word playing very loosely, <laughs> but I did have a violin and I was using it in one way or another because I heard a song by the Beatles. I heard Let It Be a cover of which was installed on my little red plastic piano that I got from like, you know, Toys R Us or something. And you'd press the button. I remember it would kind of play you this weird janky version of Let It Be. And I heard that and I was like, what is that? I want to do that. So my mom said, well, we're not going to start you on the Beatles yet. Let's start you with Suzuki violin. That feels like a good place to start a four-year-old. <laughs> and from there, I mean, I started playing violin. I kind of, you know, put that on the side. And once we moved out to Western Massachusetts, because I originally grew up in Westford, Mass, I started learning guitar with um, June Millington at the Institute for Musical Arts in Goshen. She's from the band Fanny, who is the first all-women rock band to be signed to a major record label in like the 1960s, 1970s. And she started teaching me all about electric guitar and rock and folk and funk. And from there, I kind of found my love of performing and songwriting and playing guitar. And then, you know, I've just been playing with lots of different bands, um, lots of different venues all oh, over the place you've been writing songs since ima i have been playing i've been writing songs for quite a while <laughs> the, the tiredness that <laughs> no, fell over your face it's my favorite thing to do because it feels like anything you want to say that you're too scared to say on your like with your own voice in your own words just write a song or write a poem like it's so much easier to kind of have a character live difficult parts of your life for you in a sense and almost process through that great That's answer it. yeah great way to put it um i have uh one of my moms uh, has sung with her family for forever. And I remember visiting them in Georgia and uh, them all singing one morning in the kitchen. And like, I woke up late and walked in and was like smaller than everyone. And like the air around me was taken up by harmony and, and very much just mm. being kind of a, I fell in love with harmony and singing and I've been in choirs ever since I went to a Boston arts Academy for high school. I did the Berkeley program every summer. I, I have just loved singing um, and have picked up the drums to kind of try to expand our sound and uh, make us take up a little more space. And I just, I really love making sound. Uh, if I could sing harmony every day of my life, I would, I would be fulfilled. <laughs> when did music become more than just a hobby for both of you? I think I've been playing with the band Calliope Jones since we were probably 10 or 11 years old. And, you know, we three of us just playing in Western Mass all over the place. But we never really thought about making money with it. Like, I knew that this is my passion in one way or another. And I've also taught. I've, I'm, I work at a booking agency right now. So it's all music all the time. But actually being an artist who goes out on the road and cuts CDs and, you know, makes a living through it, I think that's been the past few years for us. Probably about two years ago, when it started to feel safe to play live again, we actually said, all right, let's make this happen in one way or another. Yeah, I'm not an identical answer very much in that I was not in bands <laughs> since I was 11, <laughs> but I have been singing my whole life and it's been very fulfilling and I've always wanted it to be a thing that I could rely on more and, and have it be more of a main part of my life. Uh, and yeah, the, the first show we played, it wasn't oh, even high uh, We played Bishop's Lounge in Northampton under some random other name. We played a bunch of songs oh. after like camping in Maine. We were like, let's do it. Yeah. And we got 40 bucks each and we were so excited. It was we the like, best yes. thing playing music. And then afterward having the dude who owns the bar being like, yeah, here's your 40 bucks. You just made money for that. <laughs> for just singing like, harmonies. What? It's kind of crazy. And then of course amazing. we also are very lucky. Isaac also does childcare in his free time. And he's also a student online um, to get a, his, um, therapy license basically right that's yeah. great Congrats. long term but that means masters and oof, don't think hard. about it I'm not, okay. doing, I'm not thinking about it <laughs> and i work full-time for a booking agency so we have other things that kind of support our ability to go out on the road and make music and we're very lucky to have these jobs that also support us journeying around and playing yeah. shows but it's slowly becoming i mean it's always been like the main thing in our hearts and it's slowly becoming the main thing in our schedules too <laughs> That's High T, the guest tonight on the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. We are up against our first break of the hour, so stick around. A lot more coming your way right here, 95.9 WATD, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea, being joined tonight by High T. Guys, how you doing? We're good. How are you doing, John? Fantastic. So do another round of introductions, if you would. 
All right, this is Isabella of Haiti. I'm the guitarist and vocalist in the band. And I'm Isaac. Uh, I also sing and play a drum. <laughs> and share with us the online information on where it can be found. You can find us at High Tea Band on Instagram. On Instagram's the main one, but Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, we're all over. Mm-hmm. Bandcamp, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, SoundCloud, all the streaming platforms. Yeah. Sweet, and an album that just came out in February. Yes, called The Wick and the Flame. Very nice. And where's that available? That's available on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all of the places. If you'd like to buy the album, you can buy it on Bandcamp as well for $8. Um, and also it is available as a CD at any of our live shows. Excellent. No vinyl this time? Not yet. We'll Soon, get there. It's expensive, Soon. but it's nice. Exactly. But it's so nice. I love it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, let's continue with the music. What are we listening to next? We're listening to To Be Alive. Very cool. Let's hear the song, then we'll talk about it. We have High Tea live in studio, 95.9 WATD. It's a nice Martin, too. I love this guitar. Costs a lot of money, but it's my favorite guitar. shaky hands feel like the whole world's going faster than you can hey friend you don't have to say you're fine you got a lot of beating hearts around you just trying to be kind It's hard to be live on the tiny stage 95.9 WATD sounding amazing so what do we have in studio there for instruments because it sounds huge but it's actually quite simple <laughs> I appreciate that we have one Martin acoustic guitar um, two vocals and one it looks like a floor tom but it's actually a kick drum now I heard that you actually designed that Isabella oh yes designed is giving me so much credit <laughs> but we basically I've had this old pulse drum kit since I was a, a kid like probably nine or ten and when we started playing, we were like, yeah, we want to add some kind of percussive element to it. So we first took the um, old floor tom we had, but it didn't quite fill as much space as we wanted. So I took the kick drum, I took the um, the rack, the tom rack off of it, and MacGyvered the three tom legs onto the kick drum. So now it's just flipped up and Isaac hits it. Sounds great. <laughs> That's what we do. Love it. I do it sticks. It's fun. <laughs> well, let's talk about songwriting. How does songwriting work between the two of you? 
Well, I think a lot of songs, I usually have some kind of song seed, either lyrics or a chord progression that I sit with for a bit and kind of mull over. And then I bring whatever version of a song or a song idea I have to Isaac and we arrange it and kind of flesh it out together. But Isaac has been getting into more of his own writing as well. Yeah, I'm 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 big on uh, harmonies. I'm big on arrangement, um, but I I very much uh, aspire to uh, more songwriting. I, uh, on our most recent album, I, one of the songs is fully Isaac written. Um, <laughs> yeah, big personal victory there. But yeah, I I, I think it's it's a, a tricky thing to navigate uh, when mm-hmm. you care about it a lot, and it's hard not to care about it a lot when, mm-hmm. especially when you have such talented people playing with you. Like you want to produce uh, things that are good, and then you get lost in the nebulous concept of what is good. <laughs> so. Uh, tricky, but I am definitely writing more and more songs. Yeah. You just and, mentioned harmonies too. How did how, how do you arrange the harmonies? D- does that just come naturally, or is that just something you have to really struggle to work for? You know, a lot of it, it we just we sing together a lot. Like when we're on these long three hour, four hour drives, we're just singing songs together, whether covers or original stuff, and we kind of end up just finding interesting harmonies together off the you know just right away. But there is, at least I found in this band and my other group, sometimes you can fall into patterns of ways that you're used to arranging. So sometimes. Sometimes we have to sit with the song and say, we don't want to do the same thing we've always done. How can we kind of mix it up? How can we make things fresh and interesting? And also we listen to a lot of other musicians. I mean, you got, you know, the Simon and Garfunkel, the Peter, Paul and Mary, all of these really well-known harmonizers and listening to kind of the greats always helps, you know, expand your idea of what you may be able to do with a song. Yeah. Inspiration's huge. Experimentation is also huge. Mm-hmm. I love the exercise of just sitting with a droning note and singing around it and yeah. letting it be whatever it is can find out a lot about notes and yourself mm-hmm. when is a song finished when is it ready to be <laughs> played live when is it ready to be recorded never that no, is no, a no, good no. one yeah <laughs> i mean i think songs have like these interesting lifespans there are a lot of songs that we play now that are not the same as when we first wrote them and started performing them you really learn by playing live and seeing uh, audience reactions and understanding what people feel like what moves them I always say we've played our a fair share of brewery shows, which is always a very interesting experience. But I will say playing for inebriated people teaches you what the body reacts to, unlike anything else. It's great. So we'll play songs and hit this big part that we only have once in the song. And everyone's like, yeah. And then we're like, we should do that more. And you start to kind of develop a song based on how you feel about it live, because it always feels different when you're on stage versus writing it for the first time in your bedroom. And also what parts people really kind of latch on to. Let's do more of your music. What are we listening to next? The next song is also a new song called Whole Lot Eleven. Let's hear this. We have High T live on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Hidden in my black jack hand And I've been waiting for you At the crossroads, babe I got a piece of heaven And a little slice of hell And I've been waiting for you At the wishing well I'll trade you money and fame Or just a leg up in the game Maybe something pretty to put to waste Or maybe something more kind Maybe some of my time Maybe something that both of us like Magic in the way you dance with me and say, I look just like the devil if he had taste. I got a whole lot of loving, I could use it on you. Got a whole lot of loving, and some heartbreak into a whole lot of loving, I could use it on you. Got a whole lot of loving, if you want me, want me, want me, want me, want me. Trade time, eight strings in a braid, but maybe this song. 
you hold me tight, sell your soul tonight. I promise just to take a small bite. I got a whole lot of loving, whole lot of loving, whole lot of loving. IT live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Guys, talk about that song. How did that one happen? That song's about making a deal with the devil, but the devil might kind of be in love with you. <laughs> it's based True on story? A, it's based on a YA novel, so <laughs> can't I, I can't take confirm credit. confirm nor deny. Um, it's based on a novel called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it's one of those YA novels that I can't say if it's good or bad, but it is so deeply entertaining. Like, you don't want to put it down. You're like, what's going to happen next? What is she going to do? And the ending, I won't give it away, but the devil doesn't get defeated. The devil kind of gets his happy ending, in a sense. And I wrote a song about that. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Takes in a whole different meaning now. (laughs) Let's talk about the album. How did the album happen? You mentioned that it it was kind of developed over time. Well, we we had been playing for uh, nearly two years, and uh, we're at the point where we were like, okay, we want to record something else. And then we realized that because again, uh, we're incredibly grateful to have uh, paying jobs that can support us outside of this. We've just been putting high tea money aside yeah. and we were like, wait a second, we might actually have the funds to get into a studio. Mm-hmm. And if we could record something and not go through the hell of the back and forth of, you know, listening to your own voice again and again and again and again, absolutely. And so we talked to some people and, uh, you know, the ghost hit recording kept coming up. Andrew Odell kept coming up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, we reached out. We booked two um, nine-hour days, so we basically just went in there at the beginning of the day and just started recording, and we recorded the songs. We were going to at first do full live takes, but instead we did full live takes of just the instruments, and then we did the vocals, but we did them at the same time just looking at each other through like a glass window. So it felt like we were singing together in a sense, and we basically tried to make it as live as possible while still having a polished recording studio sound. Yeah. What did you learn from making this last album but we'll make the next one easier Mm. um always have a bullet point list of what you want to get done and try and stick to it as best as possible that's all isabella and she nailed it it was so cool (laughs) literally we were halfway through the first day and andrew was like i think we're gonna get all of these done and we were like oh my god because yeah we came in thinking maybe we'd like four songs minimum hopefully maybe five and we ended up getting what's seven i think one of which is a recording because ghost hit recording is um a, a studio in an old church it's beautiful it's beautiful huge pipe organ in the back and the last one of the last songs called crash um that's a live take is us just standing in the old belly of this church uh performing this song with a lot of reverb just live vocals live electric guitar and it was really nice to get to record both songs like tightly and then also have this beautiful open ambient space so i would in the in a future project i would definitely still just take advantage of that and use as many of the spaces in the recording studio as possible to get the different sounds that you kind of want to have on the album amazing and also very much like even if you're recording something in your room bring your friend who's like hype but also willing to be like nah run that one more time because mm. like having andrew there an and, engineer producer yeah, yeah. Have fully the experience of doing that with someone else who's able to ease tension is is amazing yeah yeah let's continue with your tunes what are we listening to next um the next uh we're gonna have another new song it's called bittersweet evenings let's hear it high tea live on the tiny stage 95.9 w-a-t-d ready spaghetti Tell me a story so I can fall asleep In the summer, sitting in the grass, cold and dark and free How will let the embers fly in the sky? Sit around the fire
forget the fear of lonely and the taste of stale beer. When the flames get low, the sparks will turn to song. And memories they try to grasp but won't last very long. Oh, I'm gonna hold too tightly. IT live on the tiny stage, sounding great tonight, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. How did that one happen? Bittersweet Evenings is a song written in the height of the winter times of New England where I'm like, I'm ready for summer. It's those days like in February where the snow is not pretty anymore. It's just kind of gross, muddy slush and everyone's mad at each other. You know what I mean? Like the days are too short and you're just sick of the cold. And we, I love New England. I don't want to be anywhere else. But those Februaries, they push me to my limit. Especially in Western Mass. It's a whole yes. different animal out oh, there. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It barely um, snows here on the South Shore, mm. thankfully. <laughs> but so this song is just kind of about those memories of like being a teenager and the nights, the summer nights, you know, July, August, when it's 8 p.m. and you still have a whole day almost in front of you. And you're sitting around the campfire outside. You got your guitar, your friends, your dog, whatever. And you're just sharing these days that feel endless and these evenings that feel like you could go to sleep, but you'll never really lose that glow. And you don't want to. And as we get older, I think those moments that kind of feel very fairy tale become less and less. And this is a song about wanting to kind of grasp onto them and find them everywhere you can and try and seek out the people that make you feel that way in every place you're able to find them. Let's talk influences. Who did you guys mm. grow up listening to? Who are you listening to today? Well, let's see. I feel like I grew up listening a lot to like the Beatles, a lot of whatever my dad had, you know, on his CDs. He gave me Five for Fighting. He gave me lots of, I don't know, um, Bare Naked Ladies. I remember his one. But a lot of like these kind of rock uh, four piece groups. But as I got older, I started listening a lot more to folk, a lot more like Shaky Graves, 
um, Lumineers, that kind of world. There's just some awesome artists, especially out here. Like I have a lot of influences that are also like my friends. So I feel weird being like, yes, Kimaya Diggs or Wallace Field or like Taylor Rose Mickens. They're all amazing. And we have this like bed of artists. I just feel like I get like ideas from everyone that just like lives down the block from us, which is nice. Yeah, I I grew up listening to a lot of Indigo Girls. That's the one that's popping in brain right now. And truly like a lot of it. I'm a, I'm a full album listener. I'll like start, start an album and I, uh, have it's a lost art, man. It's it, honestly, it is. Um, <laughs> and like you get, oh, I, I won't go on a whole rant about that, but yeah, no full album listens are fantastic. And like Swampophilia, maybe the best album ever. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. But also, uh, you're a big Ani DeFranco fan. Yeah. Huge Ani DeFranco fan. A lot of like, um, I got like really into my chemical romance, which isn't super <laughs> relevant in this context, but I don't know, when you listen to Isaac's writing, we got a little bit of punk in there sometimes. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that was my era, man. I love like that, like mm-hmm. early 2000s pop punk, Blink, Blink and Good Charlotte. And Truly. Stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, and that's like, you know, that's, that's all really big jams. I also just, I, I love anything that uses sound and kind of, I don't even say experimental, but, but, um, just fun and unexpected ways. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hop Along is a, is a recent favorite and they have, you know, they're one of the newer bands that I will listen to full albums of. Yeah. Um, I like uh, some hip hop and rap. Uh, no Name is incredible. Yeah, that's, that's a good range. What's a song you wish you had written? Oh a song God. I wish I had written? Every single song by Shaky Graves. Like, honestly, I just listen to him and I'm like, how does this man create these things? But specifically, I love he has a song called do jane that's a beautiful song and i just love it and i just anyone who like tells a story well but it feels new like old stories in new ways it's just like that's my that's my thing i love that that's a vibe there there are a lot of front bottom songs i wish i wrote i the the whole of black parade um and and brandy carlisle the joke oh the joke oh my god oh my god that story too isn't a great one exactly And that little bit in the chorus when she's like, and the joke's on. She like flips to this note, so you barely even notice it, yeah. but it's so intentional. She's it's amazing. Funny story, when I first started in radio, I was covering a festival in Canton called Life mm-hmm. is Good. Yeah. And I applied for press passes. I was granted the the access, and they said, there's just one um, restriction. If you want to cover the festival, you have to interview Brandy Carlisle. And you were like, oh, oh no. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Like, oh, God. I can do that. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I guess, fine. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I saw um, Kareem Bailey Ray play at a life is good festival like that right before awesome. she was at all big and so like five feet away like the stage was yeah. barely off it was amazing mm. <laughs> yeah that's a fun vibe i think another influence of ours also is like the civil wars anyone that has like a two-part harmony that kind of the voices play you know one in the lead one in the backup back and forth we really like that kind of stuff yeah so you guys are driving individually not together and you Play a song in your Spotify playlist that the other person has no idea you listen to. Your your ultimate guilty pleasure song. What is that? Oh, oh. <laughs> um. Shrek the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love. I love oh, a weird boy. musical. I love a weird musical. It brings me back to high school days. Had somebody mentioned the Wicked soundtrack. Yes, oh, I know every I word of the Wicked. <laughs> that might be a slight exaggeration at this point, but I could bust out all of Defying <laughs> Gravity right now. I won't. You're welcome, but I could. That's such a good question. Um, no, there's yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, I like some like weird musical theater stuff. There was a Bonnie and Clyde musical that like wasn't oh, the biggest so thing, true. and like is really a jam like the whole thing is just so much fun oh one of mine probably is harry styles not that i don't like I love him. harry styles i i loved some one like an album or two ago this last one i haven't given it the time that i think it deserves yet but um isaac's not a huge fan of harry styles i'm so. not not a fan of harry styles i think that he's a a little bit overrated, but but only a Whoa. little bit, but Whoa. only a little bit. Do yourself a favor, go onto YouTube, watch his cover of Sledgehammer on Howard Stern, Ooh. and it'll totally change well, your mind. The thing is, I've heard covers by him where I'm like, this is sick. I love this. And I'm very aware that, like, really, it's my personal preference shaping the fact that I think he's a little tiny bit overrated. But but even so, that's, that's my opinion. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I think if we're going for, like, guilty pleasure, uh, I mean, the amount that I will listen to... Uh, explosions in the sky and just like cry that's mm. a guilty ish pl- <laughs> yeah. you know shouldn't be guilty but uh yeah no big instrumental moments are fantastic uh uh oh that's it uh there's a, a london philharmonic orchestra uh, album called the greatest video, video game music ever written uh, uh and there are actually two volumes and it's amazing it's so good sense, it's yeah. um, it's really incredible <laughs> That's probably it. Great. That's High T on the Tiny Stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. We are up against our final break of the night. We have time for one more song. Does that work for you guys? Absolutely. All right. We'll come back after this. 95.9 WATD. It's almost famous. 
And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Class for just a few more moments. We'll be joined on the Tiny Stage by High T. Guys, how you doing? We're good. Pretty Happy great. to be here. Sounding great tonight. Thank you for making this work. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. <laughs> One final time, do a round of introductions. I'm Isaac. I play the drums and vocals. I am Isabella. I play the guitar and the vocals. I realize after that that you don't play <laughs> yeah. vocals, but whatever. You play you know vocal, I mean. of course. <laughs> it's all good. They know what you mean. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the online information, where can you be found? You can find us at High Tea Band on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, TikTok, Twitter, all the places you listen to your music, you stream your music, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. We are most active on Instagram, though. So if you'd like to say hi to us or find out where our shows are happening, follow us on Instagram. Cool. And an album that just dropped uh, about a month ago. Yes. The Wick and the Flame, available everywhere you listen to your music. Fantastic. And you are about to hit the road for a West Coast tour. Talk about that. That's exciting. Indeed. Uh, well, we are hitting the road for this West Coast, West Coast tour with uh, the one, the only Heather Maloney, uh, who we... Yeah, who's a, a Signature Sounds yes, label uh, member. Yeah, uh, and is just an absolutely incredible uh, vocalist, guitar player, songwriter, and person. Um, yeah. Just a, a wonder and a really calming presence to be around. We've been lucky to play. We played um, a good handful of shows with her last year, and then she was like, do you want to go to the West Coast? And we were like, oh, do we? So we're going to be I with mean. her <laughs> from New Mexico up uh, through California, Portland, Seattle, and then we're also going to be playing with her in North Carolina and Georgia, and then back in the New England area this year. And we are over the moon to be um, sharing stage with her because she is fantastic. That's amazing. Love that so much. We have time for one more song before we close things out. What are we shutting down the night with? This final song is called The Tale of Billy and the Void. I always say it's about a boy looking at the stars because that sounds more romantic than saying it's based off of an Amazon Prime show called Outer Range. All right. (laughs) Um, But it's about (laughs) cowboys, the void, you know, existential everything that we deal with every day of our lives. Fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for making this work. Get home safely. Best of luck on the tour and hopefully we'll catch you back here in New England uh, later on the summer. Thank you, John. Thank you for having us. 95.9 WATD one final time on the tiny stage. It's high tea. To the void, he said, Who is that looking back at me? There's no reflection that I see or that I like. Billy looked out into the dark. He said, Who is that death behind the stars? Are we hurtling towards Mars in the night? Long road's gonna go. Billy looked into outer space. He said, Ooh, boy, what the hell's the human race? An invasive species plaguing on this earthly place. face the dirt he said he said lord knows there's too much out there just to learn how can we ever think we'll think it all out
shook hands with the abyss He said, you're coming for me now I guess we all gonna take that hit If it's my time, then it's my time without it And Billy made peace with what he knew And with everything he did it never would and never could best to face the darkness when we're through.